This is Crystal. And this is Robbie. And you're listening to the NLCF Podcast. Well, we're very excited for today's conversation on practical theology with our good friend Jim Pace, all centering on the topic of hearing God, a topic that we could probably come back to over and over again. In fact, this will be a two-part podcast because there's so much to talk about here. But first, let's introduce our guest. He's one of our co-pastors here at NLCF and has been for over 20 years and is a dear friend to us and our family. Welcome, Jim Pace. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. With, it's good to have you here with us. Thank you. After after you gave your names in my head, the, the music that, that plays under that was kind of going. It was, it was very, nice very immersive. nice eclectic. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we need to add like bonus points for wherever across NLCF people are hearing that same music. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it is happening more than just on the podcast. But. There's only two spaces right now, but... <laughs> We could use it for more. We can add more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So hearing from God, right? Um, as we've been in ministry for a number of years, I won't say exactly how many for all of us collectively, um, but there's a good amount here between the three of us. Yeah, you guys um, are pretty old. So, yeah. Yep. Truly. We truly are. But, you know, we learn from the best. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that we could all say that we've encountered someone who's struggling to hear from God and someone asking us, you know, how do, how do I do that? What does that look like? And I would even say that, that we ourselves have felt like that sometimes. Yep. That's um, entirely sarcastic and not meant to come across as anything shocking because we're human. <laughs> but I think what it boils down to is really that most of us want to follow God and really want to do what he's wanting us to do. And so um, when it's an incredibly confusing thing in the first place, um, and then you add to this incredibly confusing and distracting time, um, I think that probably we're all kind of hearing, you know, what do I do with this? How do I hear from God more and more? Um, does that does that ring true? with you guys or is that just me? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of people out there trying to figure this out right now and asking these same questions. And there's there's nothing harder than trying to have an experience when you're waiting to have an experience. That's just, that makes it so hard. Like I want to hear from God. Mm. When is he going to speak? Did he just, I don't think he did. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to, I mean, it's like our own inner monologue. It's, it's just, it's awful. It's, it's hard. constantly analyzing something, yeah. trying to figure out, yeah. is this it? Is this it? So, so let me ask you, you know, Jim, what does it mean when we're talking about hearing from God? What does that even mean? What are we talking about here? Oh gosh. Um, you know, it, it seemed like if we look at, if we look at Jesus and we look at how he interacted with the father, it seems like that his expectation was that, that the father would talk to him. Like there was a, I mean, I think that sounds like kind of a dumb way to start it, but there's like a, <laughs> sometimes we can so nuance it. And so I don't know what we do, but we, it, it, we forget that there is a, there is an intent to communicate that the father has with us through the spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's otherwise there'd be no point in giving us a means to communicate. Right. For and, sure. and if it was predicated on, he only talks to people that 
are at this level of sin versus holiness. Like if you sin 10% of the time, you can't hear from them. If you drop it down to 8%, you can't. If there was some sort of threshold, none of us would ever hear from them. You know, and so I, but I think it's like a, I, I think the idea is that there is a desire to communicate that, mm. that he would have that, that is both to us individually, but I think the missed part is to us communally. Like he doesn't just want to talk to me or about me to me. He'll talk mm. to me and has done it in the past. He's talked to you guys about me and you've brought things and, and it's been right. I mean, it's like, we kind of individualize and silo up. It's like, if God's going to talk to me, he's going to do it in this very particular way. Right. And I think that's often what he's kind of butting up against. Yeah. Kind of that, that, that misnomer of, like you said, if it's a, if it's about me, it's going to be to me. And, um, I've experienced similarly time and again, where, where God has used, the people around me necessarily. Um, because I was looking in the wrong places. I was not looking at all, or, um, I was just shut off to, to how he wanted to communicate what he wanted to communicate. And I needed somebody in my face (laughs) almost, Mm -hmm. um, to speak a little clear. Yeah. Well, what is it? Well, talking about those expectations, I mean, what are the expectations that we kind of come across that people have that are those misnomers. I mean, oh. is it, is it the big booming voice from the top of the mountain or like, what are, what are some of those yeah. things that we, we might be need to, needing to adjust? Well, I mean, I, 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 when you ask a question like that, yeah, I think absolutely. That's one of them. The big booming voice. I, I go back to Elijah and, you know, he had this massive, um, demonstration of the power of God against these false prophets. And then he gets terrified and he runs and he, it's like, he goes from this, peak of faith to this valley of it. And then God just kind of takes him and, and, and walks with him and he, and he goes into this cave and God wants to speak to him. And then what he, you know, it talks about, there's this, there's this, uh, fire and there's thunder and there's lightning. There are all these things that everyone attributed to, this is the voice of God. And, and it would make sense because that's how he had spoken. I mean, he, you know, he like, you know, Mount Zion shook. I mean, right. when, when God spoke to them, their words to Moses, when he spoke directly, like the thing that we want is for God to talk directly to us, just clear. The people that had that happen were the Israelites at Mount Zion. When they had it happen, their only words to Moses were, do not ever let him do that right, again right. Make or it stop. we Make will it stop. die. You know, <laughs> and, and so he goes through these things and then it's like this kind of whisper. And I don't think, because some people then pull from that, well, the only way God speaks is a whisper. No, that's not the point. The point is that he speaks however he wants to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think our culture, we expect certain things from God. We expect predictability. We expect clarity. We expect timeliness. uh, And we expect precision. I mean, these are the things that we, we expect them from everybody, not just, you know. And what God is doing is he's saying, I, I don't, you know, he's not hating on the West for everything that we do. He's just saying, but that just doesn't apply. Let me show you how I talk. Don't make me conform to how you talk. You're the one that's fallen. I love you, but with the fallenness comes some things. Let me draw you into what it's like to be with me. For sure. And it just takes longer. Well, what do you think, you know, what do you think is at the heart 
of God wanting to speak to his people, whether it's um, from what you've experienced personally or from what you have come to know um, as far as what you can know about God and, and who he is and what his heart is. Um, but what it, what's at the heart of God desiring for, for him to be heard, for his people to hear him? I mean, boy, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I, I think it's probably a number of things. I think, I think he wants us to, I mean, he wants to communicate with us relationally. He wants to have a relationship and, you know, and not just a practical functional one. He wants to have a genuine, emotionally connected relationship. But I, I don't think it's just that. I think, I think it is that. But I think he also has this entire trajectory that he's moving everything in towards this end that he has in mind. And, and he wants us to be included in that. And so it's not just, not just in the sense of like giving us marching orders. There are times where he says, I want you to do this thing, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're not talking in the extremes in any of this. So he'll do that, but he also wants us to have to capture the way that we were created to be. And that takes an interactivity that's like a, you know, I, I look at some things correctly and I look at some things completely skewed and it's through being able to interact that those things can, can bubble up and, and be dealt with. So I think it's all of that. I think he wants to do all of those things. The people that just focus on, he just wants you to know that he loves you. He, of course he does. Yes. There's no question about that. But to say that's all, I, that's not the way the scriptures read to me or to say that he just got stuff for you to do. Well, yes, yes, absolutely. He does. But to say that's all, well, no, that's not it either. I think he wants to do all of it. Right. I was thinking too, though, and that, you know, we have that ultimate revelation that of, of Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate revelation of God, uh, him speaking. I mean, it's, he's the word of God. Uh, we see that if we want to see who God is, we can see and, and look to Jesus yeah. in scripture. And I think like that, you know, that's, that's kind of one of those ways that we don't, we don't think about him. We were expecting that like big list. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here are the five point things I want you to do. And yet we have this way of life lived and this teaching that we can kind of come back to and God's ultimate revelation through Jesus. And, and, and uh, I, for sure. boy, I think that's such a huge point, Robbie, because I think that, what we can do, and this is, I did this when I was trying to sort some of this stuff out. And I talked to people in NLCF and, and people from outside of NLCF all the time that deal with issues surrounding this. We feel like, okay, in order for me to know that this is real, I have to have a certain type of experience with God. Or in order to know that he loves me. I have to have a certain type of experience. And that goes back to what we were talking about before. It's, it's trying to figure out, have I had that experience? You know, when I was dating Trace, I was in this assessment mode to try to figure out, did I love her? And if I loved her, did I love her enough to want to be with her for a long time? And, you know, when, and that I, 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 I got stuck in that assessment mode. When you're in assessing, when you're waiting for, is that a sign? Is that a sign? Is that a signal? Is that a, you can't actually experience the relationship. And, uh, and that's what happened. It, it took, and it, it, she was good to show me that. And, uh, but I'll tell you that <laughs> as, story. Sometime. As Tracy usually is up for that. Right, right. She's usually up for that. But you know, the, um, I, I think that while we're waiting 
on a particular kind of experience. And I think if, you know, if we think about there's this kind of moment where you just can feel in your soul that you were loved by God, there's no question God wants us to experience that. Some of us have more things we have to knock down. The more that we are skeptical, the more that we are cynical, there's probably more things we have to knock down. It's, you know, it's, but we'll get there. But in the meantime, we do have, Robbie, and this is where it connects eventually to what you were saying. You know, we have this example of Jesus. This is how we can live and we can experience the work of God through us while we're waiting on these kind of seminal experiences. And maybe that'll lower our guard. If we're, if we're waiting to get this feeling before we do anything, uh, we, we get stuck. And I just see a lot of people get stuck. I got stuck for a long time. No, it's really good. I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, you know, as much as we joke that Tracy's good for that and up for that, <laughs> um, that also is a sense of, of that provision. And so when people yeah. are willing to kind of rejolt us into, um, just being realigned and kind of refocused on what actually matters in relationship as we're seeking to hear from God, um, is that they are, even if it's hard to hear in the moment, um, that encouragement is, is really for our benefit and for our provision. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we wouldn't be too discouraged, um, when somebody offers us a challenging word, but just, just like scripture talks about in the book of John, um, first John is just to take it before the Lord and test it and mm-hmm. say, and, and I think that is part of how we hear from God is, um, is taking these words, you know, we've been talking about in community when people deliver a message to us. Um, some things are, are really kind of coming from an individual's heart or mind. Um, some things are, are coming from that place as, as a word from God. Um, and so, you know, then what do you do with that? Kind of, how do you assess? And you were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. How do you, how do you figure out as you're hearing from the people around you, as you're hearing from, um, just time in prayer or time in reading the scriptures, you know, what are, I guess two part, you know, what are some of the ways that you have experienced or, um, have heard God revealing himself, um, to people. And then, um, how do you kind of process through, is this a word from God? Is this me hearing his voice or is this, um, just some, something somebody needed to, to just speak on? Mm, gosh. All right. I, I, if I, if I'm going down the road where I'm answering that question, you just, you know, give me a thumbs up. If I'm not just cut it, slam the laptop shut, something like that. (laughs) Um, when, uh, I think the, the way that I learned is all right. When we were, we were, uh, flying, we, we were flying through the Moscow airport, uh, Trace and the kids and I, and, um, we were actually running through the Moscow airport because, uh, we were afraid we were going to be late for flight. Um, and as we were running, um, they, um, it's obviously a huge international airport, tons of languages being spoken and, and you recognize 
like Asian dialects and you recognize Eastern European and Western, you, you recognize kind of roughly where, but you know, nothing really makes sense. It's just a swirl of sounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in high school, um, I took French and I, you know, I, I, I still know a little bit, um, petit peu, uh, but, um, <laughs> but as we were running, we heard someone speaking French and that stuck out to me amidst mm-hmm. all the swirl because I recognize, even though I really can't speak it very well at all. Uh, I, you know, I, I had enough experience with it that th- those sounds made sense. And then certainly if people spoke English, that would cut through. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a little bit like that. I think that what I've, what I've learned in terms of trying to understand God's voice is I've stopped trying to, I don't know if this is a good way to say it or not. I've stopped trying to make sure I get it right all the time <coughs> because I just can't know. That's like a, that's a bottomless hole. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, but what I try to do is I simply try to spend a lot of time with the Lord and engaging with him. One of the things out of all the things that I have done very poorly in my life and ministry and marriage and parenting and all of it. One of the things that has been more a part of my life than it hasn't is I've just been spending time, uh, in the word. I've been, I spend time in prayer. I, I really try to just, I do the things that allow me to feel close to God. I had to learn what those things are by trying a lot of things that didn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, there are things that people say, oh, this is great. And they're like, I do it. I just can't. I mean, my gosh, you know, doing art to connect with God, (laughs) doing art at all for me is like, it's just a, it's just a exercise in futility. But, um, you know, I, I found the things and I, and I do that. And slowly what I started to notice is, and I've described it this way before it, Learning to speak, learning to hear from God is a bit, a bit like speaking, a, learning a new language. At first, it doesn't make sense. And the only way that it does is exposure across time and then being around people that maybe understand that language a little better. And then slowly you start putting things together. Inevitably, when you're doing it, you will mistranslate stuff. And But over time, the spirit kind of shows you how he's going to speak to you to you individually. And he shows you the way he speaks around you. And so if you're, if you're trying to discern, you know, you ask a question to like your engage group or something like that. I don't know. And everybody says stuff that could be like the, (laughs) the, the, the noise as we were running across the Moscow airport, there's just a whole bunch of stuff and you're trying Mm -hmm. to sort out is God in that anywhere. Um, I think it's just, you just start to recognize what his voice sounds like to you. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's some steps you can take to get there, but there's a, a very, it's almost like when Trace and I are talking and we're just with each other, there's like a, there, there's a way that we speak. There are terms that we use. There's something that we recognize. This is, you know, just us. Hmm. Right. Um, I, I think God is a little bit like that. Hmm. Well, and I think that that's even just really encouraging to hear um, just that, ad- that admission of, um, you're probably not always going to get it right. You're probably going to m- mix it up and mess it up at some point in time. And that doesn't, cause I think especially as, as culturally, you know, we're, 
predisposed to um, perfectionism mm-hmm. that we want to master hearing from God. And anytime we feel like we don't, we're discouraged. And oftentimes um, our motivation to keep pursuing it wanes. Yeah. Um, but from your experience, you know, I just, I, I want to ask, um, what have you come to find, um, that God's voice sounds like? Oh gosh. You know, you mean like, how do I recognize that? At least I think, I think this is God speaking to me or, or some of the characteristics, you know, how do you, I think like me personally. Sure. Okay. Cause this is going to be weird. Um, but <laughs> let's and, get weird. Yeah. Let's get weird. And, and, I've talked to different people and everybody seems to have a slightly different thing. Um, uh, like if there's one guy, he talked about how the voice of God, it would be, there would be this odd riddle that would almost be posed. And it was like when he, a, a real weird riddle, not like, you know, some common, but just like a, a limerick. Yeah. Like a limerick, you know, it was like a, it, w- it would just kind of jump into his brain. When, when I, when God is speaking to me very directly, and this happens much less than he speaks through his word, which I can trust. He speaks through the people around me that care about me. He spe- you know, so it's not like this is the only way he interacts with me. But when he does, it feels like it, I, I know this is not how it is physiologically, but it feels like it's coming from behind the left side of my head. And it, a thought just jams itself into the front of, into front. And I can, it's like, it's not, you you can't feel it, but you can feel it. It's like a, Mm. there's a, there's a sensation of, okay. Um, and they're like, Oh, is that God? Is that, is that you? And again, that's not, I don't just go from one moment getting zapped, you know, uh, to the next, but it, there's a, what the, the, the important thing in there is there's a way that I have learned to kind of slow down and say, wait, 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 wait a second. Has God just, is God trying to say something? I mean, honestly, the way, the main way he speaks to me either through his, he'll speak to me through his word a lot, you know, scripture will kind of jump off the page, um, if we're, if we're trying to be less weird, uh, one of the ways that he speaks to me is uh, when I walk and pray it, one of, one of the nice graces that he's given me over the years, and I've been doing this for 20 some years. So it's, this is not new, but if I can walk outside and pray, and if I can find a place where I can even talk out loud, that's, um, then I almost always will sense that, um, that he's, He's there. Hmm. And so those are, those are things. There are times like during worship when it's a really big, loud worship song and there's tons of singing and I sense his largeness. Um, right before I get up and teach, I sense my smallness. Um, it's like this, it, there's just these different things in my normal life that I'm not like one of the, I would love to be one of these people. Matt Rogers was one of these people. Like he could just like look at, a three leaf clover. And like, I can see God in that. I can't see God in that. All I see is a three leaf clover. I wonder why it's not a four leaf, clover. you know? Um, but, but, but there are those little things mm. and, and I've just learned, uh, to make those a part of, of what I do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like so much of what you're talking about is, is cultivation. It is. It's, it's, it's trying a bunch of stuff over time without a pressure 
to make sure that I'm getting it right. It's just, I just want to learn how to walk more closely with God. I want to experience him more intimately. And I'm not, I'm, I'm fine now if I don't, because it's like, you know, it says that we knock and then he answers the way we read that through our Western lens is we knock three times, step back. He, you know, no, we are Mm -hmm. the ones, we are the ones that seek. He decides when we find he's Mm -hmm. not being flippant and holding that away from us. He's drawing us in. In fact, some of the times that he's, you know, there've been seasons where he stopped responding to me the way that he normally does. And what I've learned just out of sheer repetition is that he's actually drawing me into something deeper. So when I don't notice him or don't sense that I'm connecting with him, it actually intrigues me because I, it makes me, I, I, I want to go deeper. I hearing you talk as, as kind of like hearing the apprentice and master sort of scenario, like something that I think is lost in our culture, this idea of mm-hmm. practicing for a long amount of time. Um, and like Crystal said, that cultivation of, of practice, uh, with God and, um, so, yeah, but if, let's say we're, we're somebody who's just starting on this journey. We want to hear from God. Um, we want to start this cultivating process, this practice. Uh, what's a good, what's a good place to start when it comes to hearing from God? Oh man. I, well, I think all the, all the classic things, uh, get around people that feel like they're more connected, that you feel like are more connected. I remember early on, that's one of the things I did. If someone really was able to sense the power of God. Um, sorry. Sorry, um, roll at home. There we go. Um, you know, I would, I would ask, how do they do it? And I was, you know, I, I think doing that, I think just spending time in the word. Um, I think just looking at the example of Jesus and starting to do, you know, like Dallas Willard says, we don't believe something simply because we say we believe it. And we don't even believe something if we believe we believe it. We believe something when we act as if it's true. And so I would take what Jesus did and I would just try to do those things. Whether it made a mess or it didn't, I just try to do that. Um, I I think one thing that I've learned is over the years uh, when I'm walking with people is to have two or three friends ask you, how cynical do you think I am? Like the more cynical you are, the harder it's going to be to notice. Um, That doesn't mean you're made poorly. It's not a bad thing. I'm a cynical, I, I, I'm a reforming cynic. You know, I, I ask a lot of questions. I, I don't just believe it. Cause someone said that's pushed me in some good things, but I had to learn how to lower some of those barriers, just like I had to a trace. And, and so just realize that's going to take a little bit of time. I, I, um, I make sure when someone's trying to do this, that they don't have too hardwired a sense of what that will be like. You know, don't try to lock in God because, man, you know, when you do that, he's like, okay. And I try to build in a lot of patience. You know, I we say this all the time, but we follow a God who Israel had been enslaved for hundreds of years in Egypt. They finally cry out to God, save us. And he starts moving. He goes you know, lights up a burning bush, uh, gets Moses' attention, and then makes him walk all the way back to Egypt. You know, there's, there's, every one of us, as we're reading that, would say, just blip him over. Just, just, you know, you, you could get him there by lunch. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when Moses finally gets there, Moses and Aaron finally get there, it actually gets worse. 
I mean, God is powerfully moving and directing, and yet there's not this kind of progression. We follow a God that is not, he's not being flippant when he does that. Like Peter and and first Peter says, God isn't being slow as we understand slowness. He's doing something else that we don't value. And I try to help people see it's good to ask God for that personal feeling. I think that's a great thing. Don't wrap everything into it and don't put it on a clock. Simply pursue him, engage with him, live this life, pray to him, all of this. And I guarantee you, you will feel it. But I have no idea. Some people, it's the next day. Mm-hmm. Some people, it takes a year. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. Just go after it. Go after it. and, and Get started. Go, you know, and, and just know that you are, if you're doing it in community and a healthy community of Jesus followers, they're going to help shape. You're not going to have to receive a divine word from God or you're going to go and suddenly you're doing something disastrous. You'll probably do disastrous stuff even in a healthy community. But, you know, you're just going to just just follow him. Yeah. Just get going, get moving and let him do it. That's so good. Jim, I feel like we have we have just very skimmed the tip of the iceberg here. I feel like we're talking about things of theology, hearing from God. (laughs) There's no way to really do um, a thorough job in a matter of minutes. Hopefully we've done this topic some bit of justice. Um, For those that that want to know more, want to dive more deeply into this, want to begin just figuring out what this looks like a couple more resources um that we're we're offering about this topic um include jim you mentioned dallas willard Mm -hmm. um an excellent theologian um his book hearing god Mm -hmm. as well as another book called listening to god by jan johnson and then a study um by priscilla shirer called discerning the voice of god all of these um can be extremely beneficial resources on our journey here. Could I, could I add just one more? Please. I mean, I could add a million, but I, I, uh, <laughs> um, a long obedience in the same direction by Eugene Peterson. Uh, it, it talks about how we slow down and allow the spirit to disciple us and disciple each other in the way that he wants us to, in this kind of instant kind of response driven culture. Yeah. All those are great resources, especially yeah, Eugene and Dallas and Jan. I mean, also good. And we also have our Shaped podcast, all about practices that you can partake in to mm-hmm. uh, really start hearing from God. Uh, well, we are going to continue this topic in a couple of weeks, this conversation with Jim. And we're going to be hearing a little bit more on the specifics and also more specifics about how to hear from God in times of distraction, in times of stress, in times of maybe coronavirus. <laughs> pandemic um and uh what are some let's just keep diving deeper into this topic so stay tuned at the practical theology here in a couple of weeks we'll come back to this as well so jim thank you so much for being a part of the of the podcast today it's fun to hang out with you people <laughs> we're a good time <laughs> well uh you can let us know how you have been hearing from god what is, what are some of the ways that you have uh, heard him in the past you can email us at info at nlcf.net you can uh, connect with us on our website www.nlcf.net facebook facebook.com slash nlcfet and instagram which is at nlcfnet 
we are all over the place. So um, get connected with us. Let us know what are some resources you've been um, connecting with and uh, what you think about this topic. As we have been blessed to bless, let us now go out and bless others. Thanks for listening.